2: Or is it just weird and otherworldly? You'll find it here on Campfire Ashes.
1: You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, or right here on the Geekskate Network.
0: hello and welcome back to the napping through happy hour podcast where we talk real life real trauma in real time i'm katie it's real drama it's real oh. drama now oh, it's real it. drama now because trauma was too hard
3: for some people Trauma was too hard <laughs> i'm <laughs> Marie. yeah I, mean, <laughs> I, I say trauma naturally like that's what i think of what i think of my life and the real stuff that's happening but remember we're doing real drama now we're doing real
0: drama. Real yeah. drama, no longer trauma. Yeah. <laughs> we're moving on from it. <laughs> we have upgraded. Today, today we have a really special guest that I am so happy to bring on board here today. His name is Nick Pollard. He's also known as the People Displeaser. He helps people who are in recovery, but he also helps people who are just people pleasers um, and has excellent advice on several platforms. Everyone, please welcome Nick Pollard. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much for coming on, dude. Um, I saw one of the videos that you had posted today. Um, are you actually located not in the States anymore?
4: Um, I wasn't. So I had, I had kind of lost my mind in 2020 and went on this, I guess one might call it a walkabout. Um, and I left the country for almost for a little over two years. I was in South America and all kinds of places. And then I had come back with the intention of being in Southern California. And for one reason or another, um, got a wild hair up my ass and did it again. So I went to Japan, um, and was there for, I guess I was there for two months. And then before that I was in Costa Rica for two months. And then I've just come back to the U S and, and settled down. So, um, yeah, that's, what's going on for me.
0: I was the transition coming back to yeah. the, the States?
4: Um, it's loud. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you've never been to Japan, it's. Uh, well, I mean, they're the most people-pleasing culture I've ever been a part of, uh, which was fascinating. Um, lots of apologies for for every number of things. Ooh, um, but it's very, very quiet. I mean, even the streets are quiet. Um, you go to McDonald's, you know, like here, in, if you go in L.A., it, it sounds like a circus in there. And then if you go to one in Japan, it's like going to a library. It's fascinating. And then you get off the plane, and it's just, it's loud. like It's really loud.
0: It's <laughs> huh. amazing. That well, is crazy. What what was it like having people pleasers in Japan in a different language? <laughs> um,
4: very accommodating. Um, <laughs> it, I, I think it was um, it was a lot of fun. The Japanese people are very sweet and they're very kind um, and uh, very generous with their time, which I thought was very cool. So it's uh, it's a language that, unlike a Spanish, for instance, when I was in South America, I can I can kind of pick it up and you can kind of do stuff with it, but at the same time. Um, you can't. So you, there's a barrier, but it's a barrier. Whereas like Japanese is a wall. Like I, there's no. They don't write in the in in like the Roman lettering. So it, to really speak it, I mean, I can't even sound it out. Um, so it's it's much different. But everybody's very nice and it's very very kind. Um, and even if you know like what I got to gozaimasu, which like thank you very much, they're they're very happy about you. That was very cool. That's
3: probably more more work than most Americans put in, anyways. Just knowing <laughs> that statement alone. That <laughs> yeah, very well could be. <laughs>
0: so true. So Nick, what what brought you to TikTok, to Instagram, to basically influencing people? Like, wh- where did everything start?
4: I was so I guess two years ago, um I had gone through some pretty awful stuff and. In a, I, well, I guess two and a half years ago, I'd gone through a pretty awful stuff in a breakup. And at that point in my life, I had really missed coaching. I'd been a coach for 13 years. I'd kind of stopped and gone and, and helped a friend of mine do some roofing stuff. Um, you know, was his VP of sales and it was great and I had a good time and, you know, it was all good. But um, I was pretty miserable. I, I mean, I would wake up every day just, you know, I had money in my pocket, but at the same time, I was unhappy and I, I didn't love who I was and who I had become and there were, and I just had reached a stopping point with the relationship and I had reached a stopping point with that. And I realized that my love of people and helping other human beings was really where I wanted to be focused. So I had sold everything I owned at that point because I was over it and gone to California, um, to make a new start. And at that point I was, you know, in an Airbnb in Huntington beach, um, and kind of living my middle life, I guess would be not my best, but my mid life. And it it occurred to me that if I was to maybe start making content, I could potentially get out there and help some people. Right. Um, So I did. And I started doing that, um, you know, kind of full time in May of that year. i kind of ramped up to it. And I did um, a bunch of series on TikTok and, and then moved over to IG and then, um, Facebook now has grown as well. My my Instagram following is is incredible. I mean, it's three hundred thousand people watching me on Instagram and one hundred ninety thousand on TikTok and now twenty thousand on Facebook. I you know I get recognized and shit. It's weird.
3: Hey. Facebook too, like I love, even Facebook. They're, they're that's a hard one to looking, breach. Yeah, <laughs> that's impressive. Very good.
4: Yeah, it was really just a matter of I I kind of saw a need in the market. I, I get really tired of personal growth shit. I'm I'm over. Um, how complicated people make it. Um, I think, <laughs> you know, there's this th- my my most recent rant, and I think probably the one that I'll, I'll be going down for the next couple of weeks is this idea that personal growth is supposed to be fucking hard all the time, and it's really not. Um, like if I hear one person tell me I'm supposed to be uncomfortable, I'm gonna slap somebody in the face. i I've been uncomfortable, right? And being uncomfortable is not that's not the lead measure for growth. Right? If you look at, and I'm sure you guys know what lead measure and lag lag measures are, but like the lead measure is the activity, the lag measure is the result. And the lead measure of personal growth is not discomfort. Right. Right? It's work. Right? And sometimes the work is fun and sometimes the work isn't. And sometimes it's hard and sometimes it's, it's uncomfortable, but sometimes it is fun. And sometimes it's not hard. And sometimes you're in the zone and things are going awesome. And personal growth is just living. I mean, you're just living, right? And if you can learn to accept that living is living, then you should be okay. And and you'll be able to grow personally and you can change your habits and have fun. It's like getting sober. Um, for me, it was about just changing habits. It was about revamping how I looked at, at the substance and understanding that it was poisoning me. And, and then I just slowed down and I stopped, And that was it. So.
0: What would you consider is sort of the main obstacle for people when they're trying to have this new growth, this new path in life, um, that gets in the way? Is it themselves? Is it the mentality? Is it like, oh, this is too hard. I just don't want to do it anymore. Like, what is it?
4: It's a really good question. Um, <laughs> it's one that I tackle a lot. Um, the thing that most people do wrong when they're trying to, and it's not wrong. It's just kind of the way everybody's taught. Um, the thing that they do that screws them up most of the time is they focus on way too many things at one time mm. so if you want to change your life in any direction let's say you want to make more money right well if you go about the task of i need to make more money so i'm going to start a business and then i'm going to reduce my spending and then i'm going to, like i'm going to do all this stuff right and all that has to change in order to change the one thing well that's fine but human beings are not particularly great um at multitasking our brains aren't actually built that way in fact if you look at executive function studies they say very clearly that multitasking is is the devil right because what ends up happening is you you focus a little on one task and then focus on a little on another task and focus a little on another task and then nothing ever really gets done so for instance if like you wanted to be you know financially more secure the first thing you could do would be to change your spending habits rather than change your earning habits right then once you kind of master those habits and you have those under under wraps, then we can start looking at your earning habits because you have more time and energy to focus on that. And, and I think where people get screwed up is like, I, have, I had a client today um, talking to me about doing some one on one work with him. And it was it was like, Well, I need to change like these 10 things. And I'm like, Okay, but which one of those is the most important? Because okay. if you change the one and learn how to change one thing, then you can learn how to change all things right? The way you change one thing is the way you change all things. So the reason that I I think I'm effective, um, in my work and on, on Instagram and, and TikTok and Facebook and god only knows where else um, <laughs> because because somehow on
0: periscope as well <laughs> yeah.
4: right? um I, I think i'm on clapper i don't know what that is um but
3: <laughs> okay I, i'd be might want to <laughs> check that out the um
4: the thing that i think makes my work successful that makes people successful when they work with me is that we learn how to change we don't just change everything right so you take that big thing and you change it and you say, okay, if I can make room on that and the rest of this shit I can do
3: too. Right. I and can this, do hard shit. Can, right. Like I've been telling you, I can yeah. do hard shit. Yeah. Yeah. And
4: and interestingly, you can just do shit. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's, you know, people say, I don't know where to start. I'm like, well, pick something like anything, do anything mm. right. Start somewhere. Um, and I think, I think my work resonates with people because I think people are lonely and I think they're, they're tired of being lonely and I think people are disconnected. Um, I think addictions at an all time high because, you know, if we, again, if we look at the research, the research is indicating that the opposite of addiction isn't sobriety it's connection. And when you consider that against the data and say, okay, well let's extrapolate that and look at who's doing this. Well, if you look like the Portuguese is a great example where, addictions at, at its lowest rates in Portugal in the last 20 years. Well, okay, why? Well, they stopped arresting addicts. Nice. Completely. And they started and they took all of that money and they put it toward treatment.
3: Oh, love that.
4: So we're, and then, and then in addition to that, they're giving out microloans. So like, if you complete the treatment program, they'll give you a microloan to start a business or buy a car to drive for Uber. That is
3: amazing. That's so beautiful.
4: So when we're talking about addiction, we're not talking about an addiction crisis anymore. We're talking about a connection crisis,
3: Mm -hmm.
4: right? And that's what I think people are missing. And when you start to look at what people-pleasing is, that is truly a lack of connection. It's a lack of connection to self. It's a lack of connection to community because you can't connect when you have a mask on. So
3: that's what I think people are learning from me dropping I, all these
0: balls
3: like, <laughs> playing. The well, I'm also like it's funny because I think I, I've been this point in my life, and Katie and I talk about it often. Is like I have a hard time connecting to people. Uh, and, and so then I'm wondering how does this what's that opposite manifest right. in my life? What does that look like? And I'm probably thinking of a few things, but I also know I'm learning I can only do one thing at a time, and right. so I don't know if I'm the best at picking the order. <laughs>
1: well,
3: I guess uh, to that degree, what is your advice, especially
0: for those with ADHD? Because that, that also seems to be on the rise or at least uh, in the vernacular now and a little bit sure. more prevalent in like discussing how we think and how distracted we can be with just so much going on. But how does someone with ADHD kind of go through this process?
4: This is going to be um, a hard thing to hear for people that have ADHD Um, Um, again. But but again, the name of my channel is not the people pleaser. It's the people displeaser. So, you know, I guess buckle up. But (laughs) the um, the narrative around ADD and neurodivergence is interesting. Okay. So the Mm -hmm. neurodivergent movement is relatively new um, against medical data and they've kind of lumped everything into one. Right. If you think differently, you're neurodivergent. Okay, great. So is everyone neurodivergent Mm -hmm. then? Because the, the very definition of divergence is that we don't think the same. So if you look at ADD, OK, great. So we have ADD, we have ADHD, then we have normal thinking, then we have obsessive compulsive disorder thinking, then we have you know, NPD. We have all the Ds, right? We have all the disorders. We have all the every kind of disorder imaginable, right? Um, People pleasing, and we have um, alcoholic use disorder, and we have substance abuse disorder. It's just a disorder for everything. Here's the thing, you're not special. <laughs> um, it's, it's oftentimes very hard to hear from people is that they're not special um huh. and and I, and i've actually had a client recently that uh that we decided not to work together um because oh, I, I i refused to acknowledge that they were special because here's the thing i have add i also have adhd i'm also dyslexic um i'm also uh you know a recovered alcoholic i'm Also a former people pleaser. I'm also an abuse, an an abuse survivor of uh, multiple awful things. Right, I've been through a lot of things, but I still have to get up and go to go to work.
3: Right.
1: And I still
4: have to. I still have to do what I have to do. And and if I, and sure, does that mean that I'm slightly stronger than some people? Yes, it does also mean that I'm slightly weaker than some other people. Um, because I know many people that that got over their shit that it was worse than mine faster than me. Does that mean that I'm bad? No, not even a little bit. It just means I'm me, right? And when you, when you take away from life, the, I need to be special thing. And you realize that we're all just travelers who are kind of on the same road, then things get a lot easier because you don't, because whether you're the worst or whether you're the best, you're still engaging in narcissism because you still think you're special.
3: So, do you, so I guess maybe, and maybe I'm just like questioning this because I also have ADHD. Are you saying that you think there's a prevalence of people with ADHD who think they're special? Like, what you know what I mean? Like, is that? Like, I am not on that train at all because um, I feel like if anything, I have to like chill on like explaining myself. That's right. what I, you know. Right. Uh,
4: but i don't uh, think that people with adhd think they're special i think that adhd has a tendency to become an excuse for why you fair
3: enough fair enough i think that's and i
4: just so another another very interesting statistic another very interesting subset of data where addiction is concerned we find that people with add and adhd have higher levels of addiction rates yes Mm -hmm. right why because we're dopamine chasers we like to fight for the dopamine we're going after it we want it Right. Okay. Well, is that, ex- you know, is if I call it a trauma response, does that make it acceptable?
3: Okay. Uh, I mean, this is the, okay. So I'm trying to equate this to the way queer culture is. And we're, hmm. there's this, it's kind of like we over, I get, it. okay. I'm kind of coming to it. We have our own version of this. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, yeah.
4: I, uh, I'm, I'm a big believer in that you can heal just about anything. Yeah. Right. And do you have things that make you different or that make you, um, you know, function differently or think differently? Sure. But I think everybody does. And if you look at, I've never met a person that didn't have some sort of trauma in their life. Never once. Um, And trauma is subjective. You know, there's, and, and it doesn't, it doesn't subscribe itself very well to big or small. You know, some people believe their traumas are larger than others. I I believe mine was, you know, what it was and it's taken me a long time to get there. And part of the reason that I suffered so long was I believe my trauma was bigger than it was,
1: Mm.
0: right?
4: Because the bigger you think it is, the more power you're gonna give it.
0: How did you minimize that in your own head?
4: I didn't. Okay. I let it be what it was. Mm. So when I realized that the trauma was something that had happened to me, not because of me, when I realized that trauma was part of living, that life has inherently a large amount of suffering and that I was destined to both do more of that suffering, right, Mm. and everyone else is also destined to have suffering. Then I realized that whether my suffering is good, whether it's bad, whether it's big, whether it's small, it's part of the human experience and that allowed me to heal and grow.
0: Did you have a mentor or someone like, how did you come to this place of like, I mean, it's almost Buddhist in a way, like it's a, it's a, a bit <laughs> Buddhist in that way, um, I, which is hilarious because we actually, um, just uh, have a viewer here saying that uh, it sounds very Buddhist, <laughs> which is hilarious. Cause I was just about to say that.
4: <laughs> um, I have, I have been very fortunate um, to, be able to consume a, a ridiculous amount of personal growth material in my lifetime. I'd say um, somewhere north of 10,000 hours of, of materials I've I've put through my brain at some point um, that I think is only now coming to fruition. I used to read a lot when I was younger um, and I still um, do. But I was also um, I've had to think a lot. You know, I've spent a lot of time alone. I've been a, I've been in a lot of pain um, and through pain. Um, You have two choices. You either stop or you seek. And I chose to seek and nobody's asked me a question quite like that. I'm sorry. I'm a little emotional. It's okay. I was, I was forced to do and be who I am now um, by circumstance. And I was very lucky that I was able to walk away from it and to be on the other side and to be able to help people and to love people and to, um give myself away the, the way that I get to for a living is uh powerful. And I think where I come from is, you know, I come from a lot of bad stuff. And that's why I know what I know is because of seeking and trying to find answers. And now I I feel like I just am I'm I feel like I'm ethically and morally responsible to
0: give away what I have. Oh,
4: that hit me. <laughs> you guys can be okay. <laughs> no,
0: nah, nah, we're going to have to go for about two more hours. Uh- <laughs>
3: <Okay>. <laughs> I have thoughts. I don't know. Yeah. Thinking, I know. I also am thinking about um when I felt like i grew the most is when i was kind of forced to be alone in some you know in my own i almost called it my desert you know era um moved to the desert like you just, for what felt like desert the central right. valley in california which
4: it is, is literally a desert,
3: <laughs> yeah, uh, is uh, a desert. Uh, um i i think it's really amazing that like i i i definitely didn't have this kind of trajectory change in my life where i'm getting to influence thousands but i know or millions probably uh with all of your between all of your channels um do you think that there is an um, as this uh and as about somebody who doesn't who who's about not people pleasing is there a way to force yourself into this kind of desert that yourself so so you could change you know well, your life <laughs> Do you know um, I, I don't know if i have that makes force sense to change, no right? but i'm saying it's like can we can we put ourselves in a place where we have to be raw and real and honest with ourselves um you know i i i don't because it's like with if we're changing one thing at a time sometimes we have to get through that oh that desert right to to get to that first change sure
4: (laughs) um um no there is no way to force yourself um into pain i mean you can so i I think you can force yourself into discomfort um and i think that's the narrative that's being misconstrued now in the Mm. in the you know i call it the pg personal growth world is that you know you should be constantly forcing yourself into into discomfort? I think um, maybe
3: that's what I'm thinking of because I, I think like that
4: people me. know deeply when they are being complacent.
3: Hmm.
4: And I think what I think what's being taught is like you shouldn't be I think they're trying to say that you shouldn't be complacent, but I also realize that <laughs> like at sometimes you have to be kind of complacent. Sometimes you should just enjoy that you're like in the meadow. And things are fine, and you see them out ahead of you, you're like, okay, that's gonna suck. But like, maybe this is just for me to enjoy. Maybe this was the work I did so I could have them because happiness as a gauge for success is really flawed. Like, it's not gonna work because happiness is fleeting and it, you're only happy when you're solving problems. Most people are t- like, if I could only solve this problem, I'd be happy. Well, that's true. Um, but then you're going to have a different one. You're going to have to solve that problem because that's what brings happiness. The happiest you will ever be is when you're making progress. Right. And in the meadows, there is progress. It's faster progress. Right. In fact, and on the plateaus, there's progress because it's faster progress. Right. And then you get to the mountains and it's slower, but it's uphill. And you get to see some cool shit and it's harder, but you know, it's more of a workout, but at the same time, the meadow has its own values. Um, if you're asking, how do you like force yourself into growth? Um, there I mean, I, I
3: need to know, like, right. I, 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 this is personal question.
4: Okay. So if, if, if you really want to force yourself to grow, um, if I looked you right in the eyes and said, what do you need to change right now? What is it?
3: I've got a list. I mean, What's that's the, the thing. thing. What's the first thing? Um, thing? I need to like be healthier, lose weight.
4: Okay. So you need to be healthier. Yeah. All right. So what does that mean in terms of your habits?
3: Well, here's the thing I've done. I feel like I've done the first thing is I've completely uh, stopped smoking, which I never thought I would do in my whole. Not, nice. okay. Well, Hold you on. know, I, I, I smoked for a very long time. But gotcha. one day I remember just being like, this sucks and you can't breathe. How long? <laughs> like,
1: you
3: it was maybe four or five months ago. Four or five months it ago. Cool. It hasn't been that long.
4: Okay, cool. But,
3: yeah. It's uh okay, you ready? Yeah.
4: Okay, yeah. you've done that. Now what?
3: Now I don't that's what I, was, I don't know. Like that's why I feel like I feel like I'm one of those people like that feels like something has to be has to move me. Like oh I you're think, looking for motivation. Yeah. Well right. is it motivation? Like or just like, you know, I have to be fifth, you know, right. on the clip on the cliff to like um, change anything. Right. And that's you're not you're really... looking for
4: the you're looking for the grizzly bear to chase you. Yeah. Or, Right. You're looking yeah. for, so there's two ways you change, right? You have either a goal that's motivating enough, uh, motivating enough that you'll chase it, right? Full blown chase it. Right. Or you have something so fucking scary behind you that you're running away.
1: Mm.
4: Ideally you have both, right? Yeah. <laughs> so what's the scary thing behind you that if you don't change this, what happens?
3: Um, I, I, I mean, I watched my dad die from cancer, and like, good. I just think about that. I mean, not like that's... <laughs> Thank <And> you. Then, <laughs> you heard it here first,
0: everyone. Nick Fuller says, "Good, your dad died." <laughs> <laughs>
1: joking, definitely, not yeah. <laughs> right. no, definitely not into people pleasing.
4: Right. So behind you, right? <laughs> right behind you is is cancer. That's a, that's a big scary bear behind you, Yeah. right? What's in front of you? What's that? What's the carrot on the stick, so to speak?
3: You know, to me, it's, it's, uh, the, the finally fucking doing this shit. I do not know if that makes any sense. There's a feeling
4: you're chasing a feeling. That's cool. Yeah. But here's the thing. You don't get to have the feeling unless you celebrate your wins. And if you don't celebrate your wins by creating habits that are around those wins, then you don't get to have shit. So here's the deal. If you decide you're going to change one habit again, we change one habit at a time because the way you change one thing is how you change all things, right? What's the one habit you need to change in the next two months and you could change it every day. What's the thing you know you would change and you could change. Tell me that right now. Don't think, just react.
3: I would stop ordering Postmates. Dear God.
4: You'd stop ordering Postmates. Great. (laughs) Here's what I want you to do. Okay. Oh, Nick. Instead of ordering Postmates, what you're going to do is every time you pick up your phone to order Postmates, I want you to say out loud, I'm about to order Postmates and eat food that's terrible for me.
1: Oh, that's wonderful.
4: I want you to say it out loud. Do it every day. Okay. Okay. But before you do that, I want you to track every time you order Postmates for one week, one week, track time of day, what you ordered, how much it cost you. Do it every day for one
3: week. It's I bet really you by the horrible. end of the
4: week the number goes down. <laughs>
3: it probably would if I had to look at it. Right. Yeah. Do you think you could you could do that? Oh yeah, I could. Gonna
0: I, I've done you know, the food you know,
3: tracking thing before. I don't want you to track your
4: food. That's fucking. But nuts. I love it. But <laughs> I feel like but
3: no, no, no. But I feel like that never works for me. But right. not like the negative times. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> because you're
4: right. You're tracking for reduction, not for data. Yeah. Most people track for reduction, not data. Okay. I want you to track for data. That's all you're doing. I just want the data. So be honest. Don't judge yourself. Okay. Just track it. You not do, you don't have to reduce this week. In fact, go crazy. Order more. I don't give a shit.
3: I mean, I'm sitting here next to a bag of bowels and that right. that that was that was
4: amazing. It was good. It was delicious, right? But I'll write it, down,
3: what, what right. It write it matter. down. But what the hell does it
4: matter? Right. It does matter when you write it down. I'll tell you why. Okay. Because what you're doing is you're then intentionally seeing what you're
3: doing, okay?
4: When you have a habit, okay, habits don't function in in your brain, okay? They function in your subconscious, way behind the brain, okay? And that habit is creating havoc in terms of your physical body. It's creating weight problems. It's creating whatever. It doesn't matter, okay? If you eat too much, if you smoke too much, if you drink too much, it's a habit, okay? When you expose the habit, you then become able to see it. Because you shine a light on it. You go, okay, see you. And that alone will help you move the chains, right? Because you're going, okay, well, that's probably not good. I shouldn't order Postmates 65 times a week. That's fucking nonsense, right? That shouldn't be what I'm doing. Then you go, okay, oh, what's a number I'm comfortable with? 45. By the way, every time you do this, you're going to do it wrong. So, and you're going to do it wrong like five times, okay? Because you're going to try and overcorrect. That's what everybody does. Everybody does this. So you're going to try and overcorrect. And once you, once you hit that overcorrection point, you'll go, okay, so I'm going to go down to 45 and you're not going to get there. Okay. You're going to get down to 50 and then you're going to get frustrated because you didn't, didn't hit 45. And then you're going to say to yourself, what? Well, fuck it. I may as well just order 60. Right? So set your targets effectively and reduce by one a day. Okay. Okay. Do it by one a day. If you did that over two months, how many times would you be ordering Postmates a week?
3: Zero. (laughs) <laughs>
4: <I> was like, <laughs>
3: <laughs> 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 uh,
4: zero.
3: Yeah. Right. That'd be step one for sure.
4: Right. Yeah. But see, you're saying I want to feel healthier, right? What you're saying yeah. is the thing I want to change is my health. Yeah, okay? definitely. That's not a change you can make you can change the habits within inside of that frame okay right so if you think about people pleasing this is one of my favorite things oh, about about this idea is that people say to me well i want to not be a people pleaser okay so what well i want to stop people pleasing okay what the fuck does that mean
1: mm. people
4: pleasing is a category of Oof. behavior right Right. It's not a behavior in itself inside of people pleasing lies mm-hmm. dishonesty. It lies saying yes, when you mean to say no, it's overcommitting. it's overspending, it's buying too much bullshit for your friends and family. It's like there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of line items within that habit. Okay. So if you look at that, one of the main ones of course, is that they don't have boundaries. That's why I talk about boundaries so goddamn much,
1: right?
4: <laughs> but, when you, when you look at people-pleasing or, or, or lack of boundaries, you say, okay, I want to have boundaries. Okay, which one? Pick one. Yeah. Right? So one of, the, one of the exercises I give to my groups and I give to my one-on-one clients is to learn to say no. And we do that by saying no every day to everything for one week.
3: Oh, I would die. I would die. <laughs> I would die. I don't think but you that would.
4: <laughs> right? I don't
3: know. That would be. I can see that being really difficult, though.
4: It's people. challenging. Of course yeah. it's challenging. Right. But again, this is where, so this is one of those exercises that's hard, but fun. Okay. (laughs) So what people read, what people I want to see people realize is that personal growth is neither hard or fun. It's both.
1: You've been lost in the woods for hours now, stumbling around in the dark. You come around the bend and see two people roasting marshmallows over a roaring fire. They see you coming into the clearing and gesture over to pull up a log. Welcome to Campfire Ashes. I'm
2: Paul. And I'm Jess. Join us as we tell each other our originally written spooky stories around the campfire and then dive into the lore and legends that inspired them. Is it something that goes bump in the night? Is it something menacing lurking past the tree line? Or is it just weird and otherworldly? You'll find it here on Campfire Ashes.
1: You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, or right here on the GeekScape Network. Okay, I
2: see that. Okay,
4: so... Think about a time in your life, and this is one of those really kind of important distinctions that it really means a lot to me, is like, you can be both happy and sad at the same goddamn time.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Okay? When I look at when I first sobered up in 2018, I was fucking miserable. I was absolutely miserable. I, I hated myself. I hated everything around me, right? But food tasted better. Well, that was weird. And then, like, I'd go to the gym and I felt great. So I was happy. Right. But I was also sad. I missed my old life, but I liked my new life. Mm
1: -hmm.
4: Well, that's weird. How can I have both? Well, it's the same way as like when you break up with somebody, you you're pissed at them, but you miss the shit out of them. Mm -hmm. Right. The same way when you set a boundary, like, uh, one of my boundaries is really specific to me is like, I don't tolerate yelling by the way, boundaries are internal. They're not external. So I don't tolerate people that yell at me. Um, and, When I learned that boundary, it was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to set my boundary with other people. No, (laughs) no, I need to set the boundary with me, which is when somebody yells at me, it makes me feel uncomfortable or I Mm -hmm. feel uncomfortable when people raise their voice. I will then address that. If that continues, I leave the conversation. That's my boundary. Right. Well, that's a skill set. I had to learn that over time.
0: How do you, how do you establish that boundary? But at least now, not when you first started.
4: <laughs> okay. So if you're new and you're setting a boundary like that, you do it based on your values, not on your emotions.
3: Right.
4: Mm. Okay. Uh, yeah,
3: you're going to have to tell uh, me You more. need me to elaborate.
4: <laughs> <Yeah. All right. laughs> so, so when people are setting boundaries, usually what happens, okay, is you get to a place where you're fundamentally fucking fed up um, with somebody. Let's call it your mom, okay? And because everybody's modeled-
0: <laughs> You know, Touchstone
4: so let's say it's your mom that's driving you crazy right and you've been putting up with this shit for shit, i don't know um let's say 20 years right 20 years you've been
2: dealing there you with go.
4: this boundary violation okay <laughs> and finally they come to you and they say something let's say they're let's say they're the kind of person that meddles in your affairs right and they say well i you know i'm not sure i would have done it that way i would do it this way and then the next thing that happens in your brain is you snap right and you turn to him and go god damn it if you keep talking to me like that i'm not going to talk to you ever again and then we have the cut off conversation right which is hardly ever going to happen by the way most people don't actually accomplish that nor should they in many regard but Let's say you have that conversation because you have bottled up all this bullshit for so long that you finally fucking snap. Mm-hmm. That's what most people think a boundary conversation is.
1: <laughs> and then not
4: wonder, right. And then, you, and then people wonder, they're like, well, every time I set boundaries with my friends and family, they don't want to talk to me anymore.
1: <laughs> so why, would they,
4: yeah. right, why on earth would they do that? Jesus, that sounds terrifying, right? where when you realize that your boundaries are going to be set on value systems, not on your emotions, right? So my value system, so one, So if I look at a value of mine, like honesty is a big value of mine, Okay. So I do not tolerate lying mm. at all from anyone, including me. Okay. So... If you have a boundary that you are willing to set internally, you have to live by it because it is a part of your code. So if one of your boundaries is I do not tolerate lying, then you don't get to be a liar. Eh. Right? So Mm -hmm. when you set a boundary on your value systems, number one, you have to be able to honor it for yourself before you can ask anyone else to honor it, which means That if somebody steps on that boundary, what do you have to do? You have to tell them
1: Mm.
4: because to do otherwise would be dishonest. So somebody steps on that boundary and they tell you a lie. You say, Hey, listen, I don't deal with people that lie. When you lie to me, it makes me very unhappy with you. And I will not hang out with you if you keep doing that. I give people usually three strikes and you're out. At which point I turn the volume down on the relationship, not off. Oftentimes it's never off because listen, people change, right? If I give somebody a boundary, if I teach somebody my boundaries or I, or express my boundaries you communicate it to others and they choose to continually violate it, then you have to turn the volume down and, and you have to give grace where grace is due. Okay. If they choose to overstep after that, then, you know, potentially you have to have the cutoff, no contact conversation, but there's also one of the other, you you mentioned kind of a prolific thing with ADD and ADHD in the world that's coming out right now. The other one from last year was fucking narcissistic personality disorder. By the way, mental note, only 5% of the world population has that particular disorder. Okay, that's seven, it's right around 30 million people worldwide. It's a lot, yeah. but it's not that much when you consider it against 7 billion. Okay. Yeah. So when we think about that
3: so we, wait all oh, my exes weren't
0: narcissists <laughs> yeah, be tendencies <laughs> i mean i'm thinking of a couple offices myself
4: <laughs> we also have to consider that there's narcissism and then there's narcissistic personality disorder
3: right okay so there's go.
4: narcissistic behaviors and manipulative people but npd is a totally different game right <laughs> so just to call somebody a narcissist has kind of lost its luster like you can like Fair by the way, have you ever met a two year old total narcissist?
0: <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Right?
4: That's why I refuse um, to have them. Yeah.
1: And,
0: and if you
4: look at human behavior, we are built a little narcissistic because it kind of keeps us alive. So everybody has some narcissism. It's just when it gets out of control, when it gets out of check, that it becomes a problem It turns into manipulation and lying. Another thing we see, of, of course, in that narrative is alcoholics have a tendency to turn into narcissists. So do um, addicts. Mm. Right, and then they sober up, and they're not anymore.
3: See, I date addicts. This is what you're you're saying. They they have a history. I have a history of dating addicts. Right. Yeah, isn't that funny? It's all coming together, Nick.
4: Thanks. Uh, I do what I can for you. Nope, helpful is helpful.
0: <laughs> I love it. This is basically just a one-on-one session with you guys. <laughs> this
3: is what, I'm sorry. I know. I should. No, not be no, 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 Forgive I me. Guess, I did not I mean to this. make
0: you apologize on that. that, that, that it was. It was just. You really stop cool. making
4: her people please I won't. Do
0: this. <laughs> well, here's the problem, Nick, is that I'm also a people pleaser, but also recovering from all of that as well. Because, as as Marie has pointed out to me, like I will go above and beyond for anyone for no reason whatsoever. Too much. Uh, <laughs> too much, Nick. It's too much. It's too
4: does, much. It, does it border on addiction?
0: Um, you know, it's it probably does, if I'm going to be honest with it. You know, it, it it likely is something that is just like, I. it was one of those things that like people didn't show up for me. So I wanted to just show and display like how you show up for people and right. like an over exuberant way.
1: Right.
0: I'm a golden retriever is what I describe myself as.
4: <laughs> That's a great description. Thank That's
3: you. <laughs> this one gets me get away with a lot of stuff or i'm pointing the wrong way it's Uh, it's flipped because of the image (laughs) um sometimes too and i'm like because i'm trying you know we talk about the ways i i I can be a bad friend because i am a little bit because i because of my issues because there's a laundry list of them so i'm on and so i am and katie's always like it's fine it's fine and uh
0: because it do. is unless unless it's something that I, I bring up, it's it usually is fine. and you do tend to beat yourself up quite a bit on very minor things. <laughs>
3: well, here's the problem is nobody knows the truth. Like <laughs> 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 is Katie B nice? Am I just, you know, being treating myself like I'm special, you know, cuz of my ADHD. Are, are you special? I'm kidding. I well here's the thing, my mom says I am. Other than that, I actually tend to think that I am nobody is special. And I, I I in that um you know, I think kind of like you said everybody's going through their shit. Really. <laughs> um I hope I'm special in a way that I can affect people. Um uh, right. and that's uh but I, I think with like me and my ADHD, I'm always thinking that there's a solve. Once I had that, like kind of understanding of maybe you're a little different the way you do things Right. to me, I've been like, well, then let's figure out the solve,
4: right? Um, I, I think, um, I think it's perfectly acceptable to say that you're different in the way you do things. And I think, um. I I just don't think that that provides any inherent value in, or that's probably a weird way to say that. I think that it, it doesn't make you more or less valuable. right? And, um, there are some things that can be profoundly wrong, right? Like there are people that, that can't function frankly, and I'm not one of those people and that's very cool. Um, and I am one of the, you know, a very high functioning human for, for my station in the world and I'm very excited about that. But um, I had to come to terms with who I am. You know, I don't get to be everything I want to be. Um, mm-hmm. I can be anything I want to be, but I don't get to be everything I want to be.
0: What's one thing that you think you can't be?
4: Oh, like I can be about anything. I don't, there are things I, I don't possess the, I don't think that I possess the want to be, like I would never want to be the president of the United States, that looks like a <laughs> shit job.
2: Um, I, don't, I don't want to, be, yeah, you know,
4: to years ago I thought I wanted to be the CEO of a of a major corporation um I don't want that um I don't <laughs> want to work that fucking hard um and and frankly it sounds boring okay like mergers and acquisitions all day I've, it's um it's like so so many people are like I want to make a billion dollars And I see that, like, that's the other like weird narrative I see on social media is like people are like, I'm going to be a multimillionaire by the time I'm this age. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're just not. And it's not that you can't. It's that the odds are against you. And if you're not willing to do the hard shit to get to the place that you have to get to do that, then you are not going to get there. That's just how it works. And that's why that like you see a guy like Elon Musk in our lifetime, in our lifetime, there will not be another one of him. Okay, there have been two of him in my lifetime. One of them ran for president. His name was Ross Perot. Okay, so Ross ran for president years and years and years and years and years and years, and years, and years ago. This was the eighties, right? And then up until then, we didn't even hear about a billionaire until Musk showed up, right? Didn't even hear about him. Ross was one of the first ones ever. Okay, um, so one of the things people are doing that's really sad is that they're gauging success against metrics that are aren't going to work.
1: Yeah, like, right
4: you know what if you know what if i just make enough that i can i can go and travel to the places i want to go that i can live in my happy apartment in southern california and i can surf like 4 days a week and i can eat steaks when i want to and and i can live my life what if that's enough what, if I, what if I don't have to grow any further what if, what if I don't have to do any more than that? Cause I'm happy, right? And I think uh, Gary Vee says this a lot, which is like 7 billion people worldwide need to redefine what, what happiness looks like.
1: Mm-hmm. And
4: I agree with that because it, I wake up. So if you want to, if, I love the morning routine posts on TikTok and Instagram right now. It's like, I wake up in the morning and then I jump into an ice cold bath filled with oh, hot man. What? And then, good for you. <laughs> you know, right, and after that, I eat four kale chips, and then I punch myself in the face because I have to be <laughs> uncomfortable before I go to work. And then I don't drive, I walk in the snow uphill, making sure again, I have to be totally uncomfortable. Then when I get to the office, I meditate for 14 minutes, not 15, not 13 and a half, 14 minutes. And then like, yeah, Jesus. I'm gonna tell you what my morning routine looks like. You ready? Here, okay. I wake up when my eyes open. Love it. Okay. I then go into my kitchen. I make myself not one, but three cups of coffee. <laughs> back to back to back. Okay, I usually, although I've been trying not to, I, try not to, I open my apps and I look and see how my following is doing. And I try and respond to as many as I can. right? But that usually sends me down the ADD rabbit hole because I do have ADD, but I am not special and I know that. So I go right down the rabbit hole where I'm like, this is pretty crazy. And then I'm looking at Bulldogs for like three and a half, 40 minutes. And then back in <laughs> yes, last years, 30 minutes, talk. depending on the day. So that's, that's like the first hour of my day, okay? Then I read, because I love to read. It's my favorite thing. It's, 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 so I've managed to incorporate reading into my business, which is cool, so I read. And then once I'm done reading, I write content. Then I record content. And then I take my meetings for the rest of the day. That's my morning routine. Is I wake up there, I think my shower's in there. I do shower as well. Um, <laughs> so, so I wake up, I usually will have my coffee, shower, have two more cups of coffee, and then you know, kind of get to work. But I don't take an ice bath because I'm not trying to be uncomfortable. I don't <laughs> run for 27 miles at four in the morning. Um, and guys, realistically I'm highly successful. Okay. Like I, I have a very good life. Um but I'm not doing all this other shit. <laughs> right,
0: right. Because You're not making your kale chips in the morning right. or your protein <laughs>
3: <shakes. laughs> <Right. And the laughs> like, month.
4: Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't need nine, nine hours of yoga. Like, yeah. Just give me a break. Okay. Everybody needs to just calm down. And, and the problem with these narratives so often is that it's it's showing people or it's trying to it's trying to impress upon people that there's like a shortcut. Mm. Okay there's a good to fair chance in my lifetime I will make a ridiculous amount of money in a year. Okay. I, because it's who I am and I've done it before. And so I know how to get there and I I will recreate that with, and I do okay. I'm fine. Like I'm very happy with who I am, but I don't have to, to be happy. Mm. Because I cut all of the bullshit out of my life. I lived out of two backpacks for two years. Okay. I was in South America. I was in Asia. I've been all over the United States. I lived in an RV. I did all of that to prove to myself I needed nothing more than what I needed. Like That was the lesson I took from two years of traveling is I don't need a lot. I take my apartment away. I'll move into a studio. Take away my television. I'll watch on my iPad. Take away my iPad. I'll go to the library. I will figure it out. Mm -hmm. When you realize that you don't have to have all of the shit to be happy, that you can live your life in a way that makes you happy just because it makes you happy. Holy crap, the amount of freedom.
3: Hmm. I I just think, I think for a lot of people, contentment is hard though. Like that's, I don't, it's hard to get there. I can't imagine. No, I agree. I agree. I think you, I mean, I'm, i have to limit my time on social media because you know after an hour i feel inept because of these right. you know like get ready with me i was like i barely woke up this morning um, <laughs> and i'm doom scrolling like, yeah,
0: already
1: yeah. Like,
4: get ready with me i'd rather not
1: <laughs> yeah.
4: that looks I, exhausting
1: yeah.
4: um i do love the i do love the fads i, I crack up them all the time at i'm like,
1: what's yeah, your right favorite now, recent one bath.
4: i wonder what it'll be next like the ice bath is the new one right now um before that I was of, what was the one before that there was a really i'm looking at my I'm looking at you following what was the weird trend before ice baths um, mushroom
3: tea uh <laughs> was it bbls because i've i've you know i'm on a mailing list for a couple of those i mean it could
4: be but um it could you be
2: know.
4: that <laughs> See, i mean it's like you get up and you you read you have to shout affirmations at yourself all morning long, and then you know the, <laughs> minute, the minute you feel happy you can't be happy that's what i was gonna I was gonna carve
0: say. them into the ball yeah.
4: contentment is a is a weird subject um yeah. because it's not the goal okay um, the harder you chase happiness, the less likely you are to find it mm. because happiness is not something you you find, it's something you experience, right? And too many people are chasing, right? And they're trying to be content. Trying to be content means by default that you are, if you're trying for something, then you are not content. (laughs) So you are then, you are now trying to not, you're like, you're like saying, I want to be content, which means that you are not content, which means you will not be content, right? So if you, if you take away the chase and realize that happiness will come and go, then you get it more often.
0: Because, what was the marker for you? Like, well, how did you realize that?
4: Because I had everything.
1: Mm.
4: I did. I had everything I had a nice car and a nice apartment and you know, good income and um, a decent relationship. And I was miserable because i had everything that was supposed to make me happy
1: mm-hmm.
4: and it, i wasn't i was miserable i was really unhappy um and i would wake up every day and i was like i would drink and you know if i wasn't drinking i was suicidal and this was after i went to rehab shit. like this was like this is next level territory shit. i was doing good right i'd gotten my life on track i was still a fucking mess and um i i I remember just sitting on my couch just sobbing one day and i was like i this i'm just i'm sad like i just don't love my life and i asked myself out loud i do that a lot like i have a lot of conversations with myself i look like i'm insane yeah, and i asked "No,
0: myself, that's great <laughs>
4: what needs to change man like nick what's up bro and i remember my voice just coming back to me like you you got to stop you know like it's you just got to stop you, you need to go do what you love and if you're broke and you're happy then be broke and happy and when I stopped chasing money and when I stopped chasing happiness is when I started to get happy, you know, cause I was just doing me it being authentic to me. I was being joyful because I'm me. I was being happy because I'm me and me is enough. You are enough.
1: Yeah.
0: What, what's something that, um, you're looking forward to this week? Like what's something on the docket that you have that you're Ooh, excited about?
4: Stuff coming This week. Um, so, I, I did a funny thing um, yesterday. I put up a, a story on my Instagram about having coffee with me because um, I was curious, like how many people in Huntington Beach, like are watching my shit just out of curiosity. Like, so I put it up on Instagram. I put it up on TikTok, um, like, would you want to have coffee with me on Thursday? And like 400 people said yes. So I'm a little concerned that I'm going to overrun a coffee shop.
0: Uh, oh, do like one of those mom and pop shops where it's oh, like I need like, the business. Like, <laughs> yes. I
4: literally think that if I did that to my favorite coffee shop, the owner um, would be tell to you. shout out the <laughs> to the beach. Um, so I don't think I'll do it there, but it's, um, I don't know where I'll do it. So I actually am going to change it. I'm going to do it Saturday because a lot of people did respond and they were like, Hey, could you do it on a weekend? So oh, yeah. I don't know how many people will show up um but that's kind of cool right like I'm gonna put up a I'm gonna put up a um put up a calendar event in my stand store which is on my website click the link in my bio it's in there it'll be up there later today but um yeah so that's one that's one cool thing I get to do this week um and then I've been moving into my apartment all week which is cool like I you know just came back from Asia so I got furniture and I you know I've been I've been a, a regular furniture mechanic just I keyed it up um
0: i w- i was wondering i i was hoping that maybe we could send you some kind of art decoration for your walls because they're looking like a college uh, freshman yeah, right like, now
4: it's so funny i was on a podcast when i was in um where was I? I was in costa rica i was going live and i was on a podcast and um in my in this room like on this in this airbnb in hako is the, they were in storage containers and behind me was like this bunk bed and it looked like a prison bunk bed, and people are like, "Bro, are you broadcasting from jail <laughs> um, right now?" It looks like I'm broadcasting from a mental asylum, which is no. um, great. <laughs> but it's they wouldn't, I wouldn't. have a
3: window in an yeah, Definitely not. No. <laughs> At least it's not really one perfect. without bars. <laughs> right.
4: So, yeah, that's what's going on for me. And then, um, you know, I, I just launched my course um, three weeks ago. That was it was kind of a fun disaster. Um, launching. Um, It didn't sell the way I I had hoped, but I'm actually really glad it didn't. Um, Not because it's been a bad course, but because the the size was small enough, it caused me to be able to do a very experiential um, coaching work um, through that course. So rather than being more of a kind of a taught teacher-based, lecture-based course, I've been really able to take the lessons from you know, my Bulletproof Boundaries course and, and guide and, and coach people actively through it. Um, so we've been able to use that rather as a learning platform, um, for growing rather than just learning. And that was really very cool. So it actually caused me, so the, the, the misstep in the selling actually caused me to be able to rework, um, the, the content for that and make it more, um, I guess more experiential is the best way to say it. So I, I'm actually really grateful that it didn't. That it didn't do what I hoped it would do, um, because this now you know, this group is right, this group is just getting an awesome, awesome thing, and I I'm feeling awesome, and you know they're happy, and I'm happy, and everybody's pretty stoked, and and that's. So That's I'm Very really
0: lucky. awesome. And what uh, what's the website that people can find you on? Um, and also, you can always follow him at peopledispleaser. Displeaser. I th- is it also Instagram? People uh, Instagram is
4: the People Displeaser, and on TikTok, I'm People Displeaser. Um, my website, just go to one of my go to one of my things yeah, and click on it. Uh, you can find me at nickpollard.com. Um It doesn't point at anything substantial right now, so you know whatever. Um, but it will um, in the next couple of days. Um, and then obviously the link in my bio is is the best way to get there which is my stan store if you don't know about stan they're, they're a very cool organization it's kind of like a link tree but um but it works um, <laughs> sick link tree burn, bro <laughs> um, but, you know i think stan's probably paying me for advertising now I, you know <laughs> i'm just kidding okay fair um,
0: enough.
4: <laughs> i wish they would um but no they,
0: uh, we'll get all that of the money that they
4: make i don't make any money on my channels um i don't i don't promote um I don't promote products. I don't do any of that. Everything that I make is on my coaching. Um, and that's how I intend to keep it because I, I will not bastardize my message in in the hope that I, I feel like I get to give people by pitching product. Um, right. And, you know, if I ever do a podcast, I hope that it, I hope that it supports itself, um, in the same way yours does. Um, in that, you know, I don't have advertisers. I don't have, um, I don't have sponsors. Um, I get to be me, and I will never ever let anybody tell me how to do this different.
0: Love it! I love it. Well, hopefully we won't bastardize it for you, but just get you some more people that uh, might be looking for some help and people pleasing. I, I, um, well, I know. I, I'm,
3: I'm about this close <laughs> to <before like>, myself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we can do it. <laughs> and, always always welcome back to talk more about this stuff i i absolutely love it Ray, is there anything that you have coming up this week that you're excited about
3: you know i have nothing that i'm excited about this week oh i am going to sacramento next week for work but you know fun Uh,
1: hey
0: it's a great town really good food out there is is there
3: really good food in sacramento
0: great f- food scene yeah my Ooh. sister used to work in the west sacramento area um I, at a bunch of great places also i some.
3: live in san francisco though so i just I want know. to qualify and you're still sure. gonna tell
0: so well the the sacramento area kind of started the slow food movement and they mm-hmm. have um a bunch of like really great um artisanal type food and like locally grown locally sourced type of food okay uh, so natural wines, natural foods, natural grains, all that.
4: Well, the good news is, is that uh, you'll be in an environment where you don't have to order Postmates. It'll be right around you, won't it? Yeah.
3: Dude, bringing it back. Call back. I love it. I love that, it. All right. Well, there we go. I love that. <laughs> <laughs>
4: and he's not invited back. <laughs> oh,
2: absolutely. no, that's yep. not the case. Not the case.
0: Um as for myself, um, I'm shooting a project um that is uh not a part of the WGA strike, which is nice. Um so I'm I'm excited to do that next week. Um I I feel like Lately, there's been a lot of people that have been reaching out to me like, hey, this role seems like you would be really good for it. And I don't know, something about that is just very new and weird and kind of fun. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to to shooting some more. You know, until I get more work. that's the greatest thing <laughs> just getting people to ask me to come do projects and stuff um hopefully we'll hear a little bit more in the coming future about some some comedy shows and stuff that i'll I'll have on the docket but apart from that um i just want to let everybody know out there that the universe is utter chaos so please be kind to one another uh marie is there anything that you'd like to leave the people with
3: yeah um when you are putting the mustard away in your refrigerator you mm-hmm. should leave it upside down so that way uh the next time you use it that weird juice doesn't come out first on your sandwich it, mm. you know do you know what i'm talking about yeah the I little do. mustard slime yeah. yeah yeah so that's really gross so just leave it upside down okay so that way that, that doesn't happen. Um, what if it's in like a can and not a squeeze bottle still same thing wait i want to know who's mustard from a can you know, like those like fancy Dijons and stuff oh, like a glass jar, maybe. like a jar. Yeah. Then, Well, you don't have that same problem. I'm talking about these <laughs> bottles in particular, Okay, so the this, there you go. That's okay. my, this week's advice. I
0: love it. <laughs> it we'll slap it on a t-shirt. Nick, is there anything you want to leave everybody with?
4: Um, uh, I think that I think the thesis is change one thing at a time. I love it. And I love it remember by doing that you change one thing fast you change many things slow and if you change many things at once you change really really slow so focus on the one thing change it quickly focus on the next thing and change it quickly focus on the next thing and you change it quickly and when you're done
3: you've changed everything So profound. <laughs> Much better than my mustard. <laughs> I eat both
0: equally amazing and both special.
4: <laughs> okay. Also, also Sriracha sauce, if you store it standing straight up and open the bottle, it'll squirt in your eyeball. So careful.
0: See. That. Okay, but Nick, do you put it in the fridge or do you put it in the cabinet once you're done?
4: I'm not a heathen. It goes in the cabinet.
3: What? No, it goes in the fridge. Hot don't go it, in the fridge. No, Some do. Some do. <sighs>
4: moss, I'm sorry.
0: <sighs> okay, well, I'll have to bring that up another time. <laughs> all right, thank you guys so much for watching. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye.
2: Or is it just weird and otherworldly? You'll find it here on Campfire Ashes.
1: You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, or right here on the GeekScape Network. You're listening to the GeekScape Network.